Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hello, Dumpty Dummers everywhere. Nicholas Barnes from Vitel here. We're the company that provides, for absolutely no recompense at all, the telephone number you can call in and leave a message on. I just wanted to share with you a new feature we've added. You can now use the same telephone number to record a Dumpty Dum for the beginning of the show. It's clever, it's cool, and all the hip kids are doing it. Simply call 0203 031 3105 and follow the prompts. You'll hear my dulcet tones guiding you through the whole thing. And when it comes to record the Dumpty Dum, you'll hear it in your ear while you're singing, humming, instrumenting, or, well, however you're performing it yourself. It's that easy. Oh, and it can be anonymous too. Nobody has to know it's you. Go on, give it a try. 0203-031-3105. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Dumpty Dum, sponsored by managers. Lydia, I have been asked by my friend Lexi to submit a Dumpty Dum on her behalf because she's at a bit of a loose end. So here we go. Dumpty Dum, 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 Dumpty Dum, Dum, Dumpty Dum, 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 Dum dear diddle dum. Was that okay? Well, when we get back, no, we're back to normal. Okay. I am not Ava. But I was fond of Ava. She, she was around there for about three years and uh, she was good fun but she had an impossible accident I got a letter from an intelligence NCO officer in the last war yeah. whose job it was to interview prisoners of war and decide if they were lying about what part of Germany they came from and he wrote this very peppery letter and he said many a would-be imposter but paid for it when he said he was from Hexham when in fact he was from Saxony and as for your little au pair she is not German German is not her second language. I would say French. I would say Swiss French. We've spoken before, and yep. I told you in no uncertain terms that, in effect, well, there's no in effect about it. 
I wouldn't be a fan of the Archers if it wasn't for you. And and it was you, you, say- you going behind Sid's back with that terrible policeman. Was the affair with Dave Barry? It was. And so I- so let, let, let's start there because that's actually my Arch- Archers vintage. I was completely and utterly dumbdy click. I was always switching off my radio when I heard that dreadful Archers music come on. And all of a sudden, you were smooching. With, with, and I thought, does this yeah. go on in the arches? It does, it did. Now, we get all these letters, we got all the letters at the time from all the teachers because they were struggling with SATs and they were saying, how the hell do you find the time? Because her little red car was often found outside the police house because Dave mm. Barry was a policeman. And the other thing that I find interesting about that is the vo- vocal mixes. So you get um, a, a, a vocal mix between characters that can really work. And the thing about Kathy and Dave Barry was their voices were really good together. And um, I didn't particularly take to him. I'm sure he didn't particularly take to me. But that didn't actually matter because it was it was the sounds. Um, and we, we had the whole thing about sex and the arches. Shall I, shall I tell them about sex and the arches? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, please I don't do. want to be boring if you've already covered all this. There's nothing so more steamy I- than sex on the radio. Well, I, I, you'll have gathered I'm pretty ancient now, but I was quite nubile then, and it was a long time ago. And um, in those days in Pebble Mill, the way you did sex was there were two chairs and a rather dirty duvet, or it wasn't even a duvet, I think it was just a sheet, okay? Mm. So you're sort of like, oh, mm, and you were kissing yourself. You're like, oh, Dave, oh, Dave, I've been waiting to see you. And all that stuff. Right, so then the BBC invested in two chairs, £500 each, Mm-hmm. which didn't squeak. So that was quite good. So then you were still going, oh, Dave, Dave, but you didn't squeak. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. One day, come in, there's a bed. There's a bed. And I'm saying, what's that for? And they say, well, you know, we're getting in stereo now. We, we want to get proper sounds. And I said, it's not in my contract, uh, but I'll give it a go if you like. So now, next thing I know, this chap, who as I say, he's perfectly nice, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't kind of, you know, and suddenly he's sort of throwing himself on me on the bed, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'd rather go back to the, on the, on the sheep. It's still the same sheep. Um, so I just found it completely hilarious. And we were recording one time, and they, they said, there's a, there's a studio noise, we don't know what it is. Uh, we couldn't hear anything. So, so we've got to track this down. So it took about 20 minutes. And in the end, what it was was the actor playing Dave Barry had leather trousers. And so when he was approaching the mic, he was slightly squeaky. And we had to, oh, it's brilliant. I loved it. Um, so, so then you have to do a steamy sex scene after that preamble. So that was quite fun. The other thing that was hilarious was that uh, my lovely Alan Devereux, who played Sid Perks mm-hmm. and was her husband and ran the ball, <clears throat> he got into a sulk about this blooming bed. He said, I'm not going to I'm not going to do the bed thing. I said, Alan, I can't do he's I said I'm at the head of the bed. He's sitting at the foot of the bed. And it's like those old black and white movies where you have to have one foot on the floor. Because he's sitting there and I'm having to do all the duvet acting up at this end of the bed. And then the phone goes and I'm supposed to be answering a call to his daughter, Lucy. I can't get out of the bed in time. So I'm trying to catapult myself out the bed to get to the the whole thing about the bed anyway they don't have the bed now we don't have a bed we have um it's a kind of sofa and it works people can lie and sit and have duvets um and then the actual kissing was just so funny mm-hmm. so 
Um, so just, just, just before yeah, we sorry. go into the actual technique of kissing. I launch into sex and kissing. Because, like, you, you, you did, Sid, the, the, the policeman. Yes. And and you you had a, you had a way with with Kenton, right? As yeah. Kathy, yeah. am, am I yeah. missing anybody? Who, who else am I missing? What? Who? Her, her lovers? Yeah, no, no. She only had Sid, Dave, and uh, Kenton. Mm-hmm. She wasn't promiscuous. I always thought Kathy was rather stolid. Oh, you know, I thought just... she was really solid. She's not like me. Well, there must be a little bit of me in it, and that's very scary. Because I actually modelled her on an old school friend of mine mm-hmm. who was quite straight-laced. And I kept saying to them all, look, in theatre, I did comedy. I played comedy. My timing was comedy. Um, that's what I have a feel for. I can do quite a range of maids and get laughs. So then I wind up with Kathy. And all that business with Jamie, I thought, this is awful. This is not the way I would treat a teenage lad going through the problems that Jamie was going through. So um, I did find all that quite hard. Yes, whatever I did, they resisted. I never, whenever I put in a joke, they took it out. If I, if I, I could do a bit with inflections, mm-hmm. there's a little bit you can do. But in the end, you, you do what's written and now you're directed. So what are you to do? And then, of course, you have this miserable time being raped. That didn't cheer up a lot. Let's go through because we had a little bit of a text chat earlier today and I said, um, yeah. tell us your most memorable storylines, the ones that you enjoyed playing. All right. Yeah, so, that's really hard because you I, enjoy most of them, but yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us about uh, the breakup with Sid. Because I must admit, I actually missed, I've been listening to this ever since you had that affair, so mid-80s, but there were times when I kind of drifted a little, you know, whether college slightly got in the way or moving down to London or whatever. And the infamous shower scene with Sid and Jolene, I never actually heard that. It's something which I've heard post. So um, tell us about your breakup um, with Sid and then let's go through the noughts with the rape and then we, when you get together with Kenta. Let's go through those specific storylines. Wow. Well, um, well, basically, Kathy had her affair with Dave, split up with Dave, and it was a year after that Sid discovered what had happened and he chucked her out of the bull and then they were reunited. And it was, um, so there it was, was Eddie that um, let the cat and out it, the Yeah, there were splinters in the relationship. And then there was the affair. The moment you have an affair, you put hundreds of thousands on the omnibus. It's just a given. It's a very popular story. I can't think why. Um, so Sid is having an affair with Jolene. Kathy doesn't know about it. The rest of the village begins to know about it. And then Eddie blurts it out in the bull, crowded bull, and um, he, he spills the beans. So Sid's supposed to have gone to a Vittler's dinner. And in fact, he was going to Jolene's for something else. And so when he comes back, they were given, these two of these actors, the whole episode to do. It had not been done before, but it was Sid and Kathy for 14 and a bit minutes. Mm. And that was huge. And that was highly enjoyable and very challenging and difficult. Very difficult. We had the graveyard shift. So you go into Pebble Mill or indeed the mailbox on a Sunday and there's nobody there. Obviously now that's for a reason. But then it, it was a very strange feel. It wasn't the normal bustling and seeing people and all the rest of it. So it was just us, Alan and myself and the director. 
and off we went. And yes, it was it was um, it was fun to play because it's rather fun to be outraged because someone's having an affair that you're in a relationship with. But equally, it was interesting because Kathy herself was hardly um, a saint. So it was quite a subtle, it was nicely mm. written and it was quite a subtle thing to do. So yes, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was good. And as I said to you, I do enjoy all my scenes with Pat because mm. Pat and I are great friends in real life. So we, we like those naturally scenes that women enjoy, possibly more than men. And, yeah. and that's one of the... One thing which the Archer's fans were very upset about was when the, the Helen Rob storyline was reached yeah. crescendo yeah. and Pat had obviously discovered then what exactly yeah. was going on. Of course, you would have turned yeah. to you because you're supposed to be her best yeah. mate. It was quite ridiculous, but I think it was. I, I, I thought about it. And I, think, well, it might, I think the editor then um, was someone who wasn't really, didn't really get women's ways didn't didn't understand that for a lot of women listening and indeed men that those sort of chats which would give Pat a chance to put her feelings across in a less heightened area because it mm -hmm. wouldn't be in relation to Helen or Tony and all of that just a chat that you would have with a female friend she'd supported Kathy throughout her traumas and I think there was a real sense of unreality about it it wasn't I don't think it was clever mm -hmm. I don't but then you know you move on and life is full so I'm up a tree and it's fine. It's beautiful but, blossom, you know. Though though you've moved on, it must have been very hard if you're not, number one for you to be written out. As well, I wasn't even written out. Well, I this is this what is what I was going to say. You know, yes, or yes. to be subtly pushed to one side and not even given a send off. No you reason. know, like a great storyline yeah. to exit. So yeah, that must I'm rankle. Hopeful that that, I'm hopeful that that will happen. But it's all been a bit set back by this business, obviously, of the of the coronavirus. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Maybe it will change. But the idea was that we would sort this out because, uh, to be fair, you know, um, Kathy, yeah, I played her since 1983. She's she's a staunch character. Um, You've got to do a bit better. You really do. Not just for her, but for other characters. I mean, Mike got written out, which was sad, but at least mm -hmm. his was a, a finite um, situation and also I said I, I did contact the current editor and I said I'm a bit not resentful is the wrong word she's becoming a joke and poor old Kathy she's not my best friend I don't think I'd chat to her at a party but I've lived with her now for a long time and I think she deserves a bit better yes I do so we'll see what will happen who knows so what we're going to do now is we're going to take a little bit of a pause and hopefully this isn't going to go wrong. And we actually have uh, two quizzes, not one, but two. And what we do, so if you have a pen and paper, everybody, uh, at the end of this episode of uh, Dum Dum Does Zoom, um, we will, I will actually remember, because I didn't have the time before to give you the answers. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I completely forgot when we had uh, Terry on. <laughs> Good old I completely Tesh. forgot to give to give him the answers, um, Edley. So um, we're going to start that. Number one, the first round is going to be the picture round, and then number two is going to be the Kathy Perks round. So I wonder how many of these. <laughs> so I won't know anything. Right. Well, there's, there's <laughs> a couple remember. there which I didn't actually I'm know. All right. So let's see if this is going to work. All right, yeah. so you've got to. Uh, this is our picture round, and this is uh, either a person or a thing in the archers. So, what do you see here? 
there's like a thing on a chair, there's a domesticated animal, and there's a colorful thing over in the top left. So what is that? And it could be a person or a thing. Could be a person or a thing. Goodness, I forgot you're playing along as well, aren't you? No, I'm not. That was not really (laughs) aimed at you, but anyway. All right, so um, that is number (laughs) one. That is number one. Number two. This is either a person or a thing. I did actually road test this, and uh, the person I road tested with, with, uh, who's a big Archers fan, says, bloody hell. But but worked out my thinking when I gave the answer. So if you know your history, you're going to be three quarters of the way there. (laughs) Bit of a head and uh, a cute looking little human being. So. that or what is that an archer's thing and then oh, wait a minute. here we go this is mentioned every now and then here's a little bit of a clue so what do you see there the mind boggles <laughs> all right so that is our pitch around you're in it for all this time you had yes. uh, you had your best pal her, Pat, who also played Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was the best? I was going to a, a bit of a bit of a naughty question, right? Oh, who, yeah. who, who do you, who was your best director to work under? Do you think Vanessa? Vanessa Whitburn. She was great. Mm-hmm. What? Why Vanessa? She knew everything about the Archer. She was um, very clear, very experienced. Um, uh, Amateur, not amateur, in, inexperienced directors will, the worst thing you can ever do is say, say my line is, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I say, I don't, I don't want to do it. And, and you get a director who'll say, no, you've got to say, I don't want to do it. And that kills any creativity. That kills any rhythm. That kills the scene. You never, we will never get anything like that from Vanessa. Good directors will do two things. Either they will say, now look, what you're feeling there, tell me what you're thinking, and then you discuss it if it's an important line. Um, or if it's one of those lines, you can sometimes get, uh, you can't say it, it doesn't work. So what they do is they say, right, at that point, you can pick up a glass of water. So I might have been saying it just the way she didn't want it. You know, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And, All right, have mm-hmm. some water. Okay. Mm. I don't want to do it. You, you know, so that works, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so she's full of all of that. No, she's she's very, very good indeed. Next, <laughs> do you? How underprepared, in hindsight, do you think that you were when you first came into play, playing oh. the archers back in the late seventies? Con- considering no, to how you it's developed, it's terrifying. I overprepared. I mean, I've actually learned the script and what mm-hmm. that doesn't prepare you for is when they change it so you you've learned it you get it fixed in your head oh i'm going to say it like this and then you've forgotten there's another actor who's going to say his or her line differently which will affect the way you say your line and then your best lines are always the ones they cut so they just cut them out so you mm-hmm. think oh crow that's another laugh line gone um and, the, and this very very scary thing about this is these are household names you know you know these names you know their voices and you go in and they're all chatting and it's all normal. And then you come in to do the read-through and in the, they're all there. Martha, Jethro, Dan, Doris, Shula, a lot of them, they're all there. And you haven't even started. You haven't got a voice. You haven't got a character. Who are you? 
And so you open your voice, you open your voice, you open your mouth, there's some trepidation and fear that you will be found out that uh, you're not going to be able to do this. Uh, so, yeah, that's scary. And I did that three times and it didn't get better. But, uh, yeah, I'm much more relaxed now. And I would say to anybody starting to do radio, do not over-prepare your script because by the time you've finished, hello, it will have changed and, and you, you will be thrown and you don't want that. I mean, Jazza, the actor mm-hmm. who plays Jazza, as you know, is blind. He has to learn his script. He is, oh, we all love Jazza. Jazza, Jazza and Tracy, we, we, they're good Okay, let, let, let me ask you a question which I've asked every archer's actor mm. but tim i don't think i don't think i asked this of tim the the character of jazz is such a fan favorite yeah why is he why does he never get storylines why does he why is he never the lead in a storyline honestly not the lead i think it's just the way it pans out um, but it can't be after like jazz has been in it for almost 20 years the character of jazz has been in it for almost 20 years they tried so, with fallon you remember he had an he had a, a quite a quite a big storyline with fallon and ed mm-hmm. yeah there was yeah in the mid noughts and they yeah. went off rave and they were taking drugs and there was a little bit of a, a you know a tryst yeah. between him and fallon but his his yeah but i think his value is just as he is because i think i always thought that Within the Archers, you've got what I would call bread and butter characters. You've got your Shulas, your Carolines, your Cathys, and all of that. And then you've got the characters who are thrown into relief by the bread and butter ones, like Jazza, Linda, um, Tracy. You, you've got to have that, that steady centre, and then you've got to have these odd characters coming in. And some of them develop like clearly Linda has. Um, and, and in a way, Jazza is almost like a me- mechanical. It's almost a Shakespearean mechanical from Midsummer Night's Dream, you know? Mm. He's got. He's he's there for he's there for seasoning, I think. Um, Do you think then that maybe the reason why they allowed it, your character to fade is because they didn't see you? They they couldn't neatly uh, com- compartmentalize exactly yeah, what you were bringing yeah. to it. Oh, absolutely. And also, you 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 have your sell by date. If I was running the archers, I wouldn't be necessarily. This is your time to shine, Headley. But I'm going to disagree with you because because the the whole thing about the archers for me is that it's supposed to ape real life, and people grow older. And you know, the character of Peggy is still in it after sixty, seventy years, practically. Right, and the older actors aren't generally dispensed of. There and 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 they and the the producers and the writers know that a core demographic of fandom of the Archers are older listeners who want to hear older characters. So there is something there is something very poetic about watching. Sorry, watching, <laughs> but it's on radio. But it paints such a vivid picture in our minds. But there's something very poetic um, well, there about is listening, listening to a character go through the three stages of life, um, get married, get divorced, have kids, whatever, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and age gracefully. Yeah, but lovely, that's covered by other characters. How many of them do you want? How many elderly, elderly people do you want? You. I, I... Because you brought me <laughs> into this thing. You got well, me into I the could... snogging that policeman. I want you. I could see a role for Kathy in, insofar as her experience. I think it's a shame she's never had a chat with Helen. 
Uh, mm. I think that's I think that's a loose stitch they didn't pick up. A um, very good point. I, Two rapes. I think that it, I think the issue with our young lad Jamie. I think it would be really interesting to see what's happened to him. I also feel it's really sad if we have no perks left, no perks in the village because they were core pretty early on in the history of the archers. Mm -hmm. So to, to actually say goodbye to a whole family seems to me a little bit sad. Um, but no, I. I I, I like, oh, don't take this the wrong way. I like the feel that younger people come up and they get a chance, like Tracy, like the young girl playing, young woman playing Tracy. Mm. I mean, I was that young woman many moons ago. And you've got to make way for different characters coming through. At the moment, uh, for me, there is a few too many of them and they don't get all the voices. Um, and sometimes I find that annoying and I get a great sense of relief when I'm hearing the voices that I'm used to. But then that's me as a listener. And other people will probably think differently and think, no, I want these fresh young voices. I would like some young love, young love. We always had a romantic couple. Where are they? I want a romantic couple. I don't want all doom and gloom. I don't want all rape and miseries. I would like the young romance and it going well and having some, I would like it genuinely centered in the character that you created. And the other thing they don't get is how long it takes to get people familiar with your character. It doesn't, you don't just come in and there it is. It takes time. You bed in. People live with you. I've had people, you know, said, oh, I have my babies um, alongside when Kathy had her babies. And I've called them Jamie. You know, and, you know, all this stuff. I, it's, and I'm the same. You know, I'm still not adjusted to new Tom because the Tom I heard, the Tom I hear is still that Tom. Um, and I love all that. I think that's part of loving soaps. I love Neighbours. I watch Neighbours. Absolutely, joy. it's hilarious. That's another story. Um, I love all that. So, yes. <laughs> I, I okay. Want, um, I want my ambush back a bit, I think. All right. So what we're going to do okay. now is I'm going to throw the floor open to anybody who wants to ask our uh, Headley a, a question. Now, what you're going to have to do, because obviously I can't hear you, is you're going to have to wave. Now, I can only see about a third of you at any one point. So if you're uh, so please wave. OK, I, I've, I've got the first one. This is Pat Brown. Uh, Pat, uh, go go ahead. Hi. Ask your question. OK, well, there's two things. One, he Headley. Many years ago, you phoned me. I picked up my phone and it was you, and I knew straight away it was Kathy. <laughs> you ran. Was it called the Archers Addicts or the Archers, Archers Addicts, the fan club? Yes, yes, yes I and, did. And I actually went to Birmingham for an anniversary. Sixtieth. That was our sixtieth anniversary celebrations in the yeah. National Indoor Arena. It was I huge. Met Loads and loads of people. It was fabulous. At dinner, I had Jack Woolley. Yes. Who, um, who actually emceed it. He had a microphone and he talked to yeah. people about Jack Woolley and then he came back and talked to us as um, yeah. Ar Arnold. I can't Woolley. Jack Woolley. Oh, Arnold Peters. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Uh, we, of course, had a completely different voice to Jack Woolley and he changed between the two. It was amazing. Yeah. Honestly, it was the best weekend of my oh. life. It wasn't a National Indoor Arena thing, it was another event, yes. It was in Birmingham. Yes, yes, it was up, well, yes. Anyway, whatever it was. Yeah. And you know you said about your blonde hair, and I met people there, and I knew what they looked like. Yeah. And some of them were fine, and some of them were not fine. And when I went back yeah. to listening, I still yeah. saw them how I saw them. Yes, and I know, I do that. that I knew. No. I no. What I just wanted to add in was, Kathy, the 
the night that Eddie said to Sid, I, no, to to um, you, yeah, in the car. If you want to know where Sid is, he's excuse yeah. me, shagging Jolene Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. the last line. That yeah. episode had also got, jo- I believe, Joe hammering the ferret. Yes, yes, he killed ferrets. I mean, it was a great episode. I was on the motorway. I had to pull <laughs> over. I was crying. Yeah, yeah. Kathy, it was. We need you back, and we need Jamie. I want to know what's happening. We need you back. Put some pressure on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll put pressure on. Royfield, put some pressure on. Me? I've got absolutely no influence. I can't even control the the Dumpty Dum listeners, let alone the the, (laughs) the, the upper echelons of Archer's fandom. Come on, that's harder. That was a scandal. So, has anybody else got a question for our headly? Please wave. All right, here we go. Um, our resident Lonnie. psychotherapist over in the upper lower east west side. It's Lonnie Bihar, sometimes known as Witherspoon. Hello, mate. Hi. Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you, Headley. Good. Uh, I am a psychiatrist. You always say psychotherapist. I'm a psychiatrist. You know, there is a difference. I I'm not clever enough to know the difference, though. There is. Uh, you know what? There is some, I earned my some MD, real excitement you know. <laughs> going on here. Um, Kay Goff is blowing you uh, kisses and palpitating seeing you. So, <laughs> <laughs> my question is, and, and Royfield actually touched upon it. In recent years, well, Royfield described you as stolid. I would say that you were sad. You always appeared sad to me, and you were, and... You channeled that, and and so you were one of those voices that I didn't always enjoy hearing because of yeah. that. Sadness. So was yeah. that something yeah. that you that was very specific? That were you told that that no. character no. was now a sad person? No, it was basically the way she was written. So and and also the things that had happened to her. That description, that moment when so publicly you're told your husband is shagging, mm. that, 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 that's mortifying and that, that cuts. And then she was had the miserable time with Kenton. That didn't work. Then she got raped. <clears throat> then she was a single parent. Sorry, I'm <clears throat> not sobbing. It's this blooming Um, So her trajectory is not, and then she had a baby late. She wasn't naturally maternal. She never liked being, the way they wrote her, so she never liked being, if it was me and I was living in a pub with somebody, I'd make the best of it and have a laugh. <laughs> Not Kathy. Kathy droned on miserably about the smell of the smoke, the smell of the booze. She's a bore. She really irritated me. Um, and yes, I think the sadness that you're, you're hearing is the sadness that I felt about this character that I played for over 30 years. <laughs> My alter ego was really a bit of a... A blight in some respects, but not to everybody, because other people will not hear her as the way you have, or indeed as the way I think I played her. So that's, is that an answer? It's a kind of answer. Yes, yes thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you. I, I'm going to now um, just impose uh, nice the limelight to- on somebody now. Uh, Mr. Bear, I, I can see you down there in, uh, in the West Country. So whether you have a question or not, uh, you, need, you need to dream one up very quickly, sir, and, and fire it off to our headley. Hello, I'm under yokel bear. Oh, there you are, hello. There you go, he's waving. Hello, hello. Um, I didn't have a question, so you really have put me on the spot. I have. So let's play a game of current archers' characters. Let's play shag, marry, or kill. (laughs) Who would you want to shag? 
Who would you want to marry? Well, let's not say kill, because that's a bit wrong. Who would you kick in the shins? <laughs> oh, gosh. Who would you marry? I like Robert, but he's a bit irritating at the moment. But I do like Robert. Yeah, you don't like him, do you? That, that, that's um, harsh to say that you don't like Robert. I think I, his reaction this week was so um, understandable, considering that he he hasn't been burnt the way that Linda has, but he's gone through a terrible time watching the woman who he's loved for 40 odd years go through mm -hmm. what she has and to be feel so powerless. And he just let rip all that frustration, all that powerful mm -hmm. powerlessness just, just came out. I thought it was incredibly uh, well acted. Yeah, you can understand that. But what I found hard to take last Sunday was that not just him, but the other jollies. Who, this woman is clearly traumatised. She's only just got back. Lillian seemed to think she wants to be made a public display or bearing in mind she's disfigured and she's coming to terms with that. I thought, I thought it was appalling. A woman who's disfigured, man too, obviously. Um, mm. But somebody like Linda, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have publicly patrolled her into the village. So there, yaboo. <laughs> right, next. Anybody else got a question? You have to wave so I can see. Okay, uh, Louise Lombard, over to you. Hi, Hedley. Um, I completely agree with you about Kenton on Sunday. I was walking my dog, listening on my headphones, and just said out loud in a park. Um, mm. Just going on to Kenton, I wondered, could you shed some light on his supposed attractiveness to women? Because, you know, you do leave. I just don't. I cringe every time he's on. I just cringe hear his voice. Why? I want to understand, yeah, how he can... You say know, what he says. In, yeah, you know, it just but doesn't... Just before you answer that, Headley, I must admit, <laughs> I never believed that relationship. You and Kenton was such chalk and cheese. You know, he was Mr. Fun Time, Mr. Nothing Really Matters yeah. to Me. And yeah. being to be with Kathy made absolutely no sense. But anyway, that's just me uh, jumping in, as is my wife. It could only work if she'd been a dominatrix. Then you'd have been fine. <laughs> Unfortunately, you we weren't prepared to go that far. <laughs> Dear old Captain Richard, who plays Kenyon, absolutely sweetie, and he's very, very highly clever. He's um, Clement Attlee's grandson. Oh wow! Um, oh yes, and um, we had last because we'd hardly met, and they wanted us to kiss. And I was supposed to be the experienced uh, radio actor, and I said, "No, it's fine. Just leave it with me." Because they were really into proper kissing, you know, not actually tongues, but not none of this <laughs> bit. But, oh my god! So every time he came towards me, I turned my cheek away. <laughs> so that didn't help. So I don't know. It could be fine on the take. We did the take. Not head turned away. <laughs> so in the end, he said, "Right." And then, we had the usual. So right, I'm going to put you in a headley lock. So he put me in a headley lock, and, and then he was allowed to kiss me on the cheek. The trouble is, it becomes to me a, a false reality because when you're doing all this stuff, you're, you're actually directing it towards the microphone because that's your listener, and you are um, you've got it in your head. And suddenly, you know, my Kenton is in my head. It's not Richard Attlee in a, in a sweater and a pair of dungarees or whatever he was wearing, not dungarees. But you know what I mean? So I found that quite intriguing and funny. But Kenton is, is all right, but they have the same problem with Nigel. So you start off with a childish man, a childlike man, which has its own attractions. And then what do you do when he hits 50? Um, we do know some men who are like that. I'm sure you do. I do. And usually they just get very drunk and very dull. But you can't have that. It's radio. So they do what they can. So 
and, and really, as you can see with Jolene, Jolene has been pushed into the Kathy role because Jolene used to be far more sparky and interesting when she was having her affair with Sid. But now she's married to Kenton. She's having to act as a foil to Kenton. So she's having to be the serious one so he can be the tough one. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> Uh, just just whilst we're here, uh, Nina W, um, her family uh, are a right pair of pranksters. Uh, Nina, you have to say something so everyone can actually see. I don't know if that's your uh, partner or daughter. My, all of a sudden they decide to have a sword fight behind. <laughs> so, it's, my, uh, it's my husband and my daughter. Right, who, brilliant. Yes. Getting rid of tensions. Good. Yes. Well, I met you, Hedley, when I was the same age as my daughter is now. And oh, um, I oh, met that you. Must be 80. I was I was a baby. No, I met you and um, you were absolutely lovely and you signed um, a program for me. And oh. then when I was old enough to join the Arches Addict, you phoned you me did. up as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I did all my life, phoning up people. <laughs> oh, lovely. Good. Good. Yeah. And I you're just... still enjoying it. Oh yes, absolutely. And I listen, and my parents listen, and my cousin oh, listens. It's so. a great connective thing, particularly now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody else got a question? I'm going to quickly go through the screens. Wave. Okay, so we've got Daniel Quirk. I'm unmuting you. Go for it, Daniel. Hi. Well, I'm wanting to ask a question about the storyline with Philip. And, and oh, what, what do you yeah. think about that? Oh, what and do I think about that? Modern <laughs> slavery well. and the whole development, really, of the t- two of them as the characters together. Kirsty, yeah. it's quite Kirstie. a strange, you know, yeah. person, really. And then the yeah. whole feel. So, what's your take on that? Well, I think there are a couple of things. I think one of the uh, problems with a long running soap series or drama series mm-hmm. is that. Um, it's quite difficult to keep it. I mean, it's going to be 70 years old in 2021, 70 years. So you get different script writers, you get different editors, mm-hmm. you bring in different characters and directors. So in yeah. a way, the only continuity you have are the actors themselves, but they are mm-hmm. still subjected to the stories that are written. So for Kirsty, when Kirsty came in, her, do you remember the, the genetically modified crop saga? So I that's do. somehow slightly lost. Yeah. We've lost that with Kirsty. 
So yeah. there's a through thread for me that's missing. And then you've got a situation mm-hmm. of how is it that Philip, with his lovely mellifluous tones, his reassuring acts, all these good, lovely things, has managed mm-hmm. to hide, what's it, 40 years' experience of essential slave traffic or whatever he's up to, which is not nice. Yes. Suddenly, abruptly, we have a Philip who is not what he seems. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you compare that with the Rob and Helen storyline, you knew mm-hmm. gradually before it seeped into consciousness, certainly Helen's consciousness, there was something seriously wrong with this man. Now, we've had no lead up or preamble with Philip. We hardly knew mm-hmm. him. He was another boring mm-hmm. man. You know, yeah. you get Headley. Mm-hmm. You don't listen to Dum Dum Headley. I telegraphed the whole thing <laughs> some time ago. However, there were there was a breadcrumb trail mm-hmm. with with Philip. It's just it was incredible. Well, well, not 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 in terms of, of abusing his workers. When when, well, when there, the, there actually was there actually was the, when, there, he was dismissive about them. He was the fact that he yeah. didn't go to the Hogmanay thing. He lied about that, and oh, right. he, and he was dismissive yes. twice on the phone to them. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, but okay. it was so subtly done. Signals, but they were there, but they were much more. Yeah, sorry, back to Danielle. And I think I remember, I can't remember when, but I think it was four or five months ago, and there was the phone call, and so you're describing, and then it was suddenly just dropped away. Okay, yeah, yeah, which was quite interesting. Then now it's reared its head. But, you know, he does seem to be some sort of strange psychopath. Well, he seems, he does because it's hipsoid, doesn't he? Because one minute he's on working on their side and then he's against their side. Very uncomfortable. Psychopaths could quite work for as long as intentionally as Philip has had. Mm. You know, it's interesting. I don't want to do the uh, Witherspoon job here, mm. but he's not a psychopath, he's a sociopath, isn't he? That he can present no, as being normal. What, what is, what is a sociopath? I love the word. What is it, though, really? Okay, let, 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 let's, go, let's go on to Mr. Spoon. Mr. Spoon, uh, <laughs> okay. where, oh, crumbs. He, he's gone. Right, he, he obviously had um, a client call. He'd had enough. Yeah, he obviously had enough, <laughs> yeah. so Mr. Spoon has gone. There was another uh, like this question. This was gentleman, Rob on his iPad. I'm unmuting you, sir. Hi, Roy Phil. Thanks for that. Hi, hi, Hadley. We have actually met once before, about 30 Where years ago. Where are you? I've lost you. Fine. I'm 30 here. 30 years ago, I was an embryo. Oh, there you are, hello. Oh, yes. Yes, I have got my signed copy, which you have signed. Oh, Oh, look at the Wow. (laughs) And actually, when I knew you were on, I went and dug through it and opened up, and the first thing I saw, I don't know if anybody can see this, that's Susie Riddell. Oh, Susie Riddell. Of course, because what was she playing? When she was was playing playing Helen. Well, was it Kate? No, Kate. Kate, When she was playing Kate, yeah. Anyhow, what I was going to say, that was just a... And aside, obviously you're a listener. You know, everybody who's been picking through the wreckage at uh, Gay Gravels. Yes. <laughs> you've been mentioned a few times. I know. Does that I make know. you think, oh, the call's yeah. coming? Or do you, you know, do you just... No, think, uh, no, I just think it's hilarious that you have a manager of a hotel that you don't hear who's not, who's apparently taking a register. I mean, I just find it very comic. Um, but yes, no, she's got to be tidied up. She will be tidied up. Right. I'll tidy her up. <laughs> I'll <tear> her up. <laughs> well, looking forward to hearing from you again soon. Yeah. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you. All right, we, we are rapidly approaching uh, the hour mark. So if you um, want to ask a question, please wave away and I will I will come to you. All right, we've got Philippa G. Here you go, Philippa. You're on. Oh, thanks very much. Hi. Um, I know I could be wrong, but I heard a rumour that if lockdown hadn't happened, yeah. there were some talks with you about getting back on the programme. Is that... Can you confirm or deny? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was hopeful that uh, Cathy would be resolved, but the, the lockdown has rather stymied everything and mm. maybe all those sort of plans will change. So there's nothing substantial, nothing firm. I would like her to, to finish properly. I really would. Um, mm. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm hopeful. <laughs> thank you. And thank you all Good. very much for being here and for caring. It's lovely. And, and for listening, because we can, we go. But I'm very, very fond of the archers. And for a while, I was quite obsessed when I was running the fan club as well. And I got to know so many of you. And that was what was special, because we work in a studio. We work in a very artificial environment. It's bizarre. And they were creating this rural village, you know, with the trickling stream and all the rest of it. Um, so to actually meet uh, listeners and to 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 work you know to find out what it means for them and and for some it's fun for some it's more serious there are a lot lonely people like I was at university who get it, uh, reassurance from listening to the archers and it was very very special really really special so this is nice because I haven't done anything like this for a long time <laughs> you're all lovely uh, there is there is one last question and then we'll go on to our Kathy Perks quiz and we'll see how many of those you oh get God. right, Headley. And it's from my, my other podcasting <laughs> wife, because I've got two of them, you know. Um, there's Lucy and then there is Claire, who I do Matt Corner with. So Claire Asprey, Claire from Clapham. Let's have your question. Claire from Clapham. Hello, Claire. Um, I don't know if you heard the uh, Dumpty Dum special that Lucy did with a, oh, a true crime beautiful. with um with uh, where where is Kathy Perks? I wonder what you thought of it and I loved it. <laughs> with the mad woman in the attic theory i absolutely <laughs> thought it was brilliant and she's so clever and so witty and she'd gone to such trouble i loved it it was obviously food for my ego but no <laughs> i just love the whole idea i thought it was brilliant do you know you know her do you know Lucy? yeah 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 well she's good news i think she's good i hope she does more of them there are plenty of crimes in in uh ambridge so let's start to wind things down we're going to have the second part of our kathy perks quiz so i'm going to like share my screen and let's go for it to so get your pen and paper out folks and let's go right so kathy perks <laughs> what was the yes. name of kathy's stepdaughter was it number one Number two, Lucy, or number three, Lorraine. What was the name of Kathy's stepdaughter? Number one, Linda. Number two, Lucy. Number three, Lorraine. Here's question number one. Question number two. Where do Kathy and Jamie live? Uh, I think I gave that away. Yeah, I think you did, actually. Um, I did. Number one, Colonel Danby's barn. Number two, Honeysuckle <laughs> Cottage. Number three, April Cottage. So where do Kathy and her son Jamie live? Number one, Colonel Danby's Barn. Number two, Honeysuckle Cottage. Number three, April Cottage. Question number three. Who, which dastardly raped Kathy in 2005? He was very, very good. Uh, number one, Owen Q. 
King. Number two, Clive Horobin. Number three, Sam Batten. Sam. Be interesting to see how many of these you get correct here, Hedley. No, so number I've got one, right so far. <laughs> Owen King. Number two, Clive <laughs> Horobin. Number three, Sam Batten. Who raped Kathy in 2005? Who didn't Headley play on the Archers before landing the role of Kathy? So who didn't she play? Number one. I've given away most of these. <laughs> well, I just, we're checking whether people actually be paying attention. That's what we're doing. Oh, number I'm one, Lily Jones. Yes. Number two, <laughs> Ava Lenz. Or number three, Lady Lavinia. Number one, Libby Jones. Number two, Eva Lenz. Or number three, Lady Lavinia. Who didn't she play before landing the part of Kathy? <laughs> what was Kathy's maiden name? Was it number one, Kathy Holland? Number two, Kathy Hassett? And number three, who the heck knows? These are too easy. <laughs> number <laughs> let's read that again <laughs> was Kathy's maiden name was it number one Kathy Holland number two Kathy Hassett or number three who the heck knows there you go that yeah. um, the end of um, the quiz we think, we hope, we're crossing our fingers and our thumbs and our legs and everything that can be crossed. And you're going to be back, aren't you, Hedley? You're, you're at least going to be back just to say goodbye. I think I should be back and killed off. I think we should have a murder. I think we should murder Cathy. That'd be quite good fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get a special actor's bonus if you get murdered? <laughs> yes, yes. I'll have danger money after that bed bit. <laughs> Bring in a real axe. Nay, no, that's not in the contract. <laughs> Did they get all these answers right then? Well, let, let's go Let's go through them. Uh, first, it was the pitch around. So I'm going to share oh, my screen uh, again and let's go through them. So I thought that was bonkers. It was kind of bonkers, but kind of good. I didn't understand too. your mind. Well, mm, it, this was... I had a, quite a few emails about this uh, picture <laughs> round when we did this Terry. So what are we looking at here, right? Okay. The top left, bunch of material, it's felt. Rainbow. Beneath it is a cat. What do cats do? They purr. And rainbow purr. It's rainbow purr. Um, that's good, but it's not correct. And over on the <laughs> right, we have a sham pillow. Felpersham. Felpersham. Felt purr. <laughs> Sham pillow. There you go. That's awful. <laughs> that, that's awful. Thank you. Right. Yeah, next. All right. Next so next one. Next one. We have, yes. and these are in no specific order necessarily, but we have a baby. Then, yes. if you know your Greek antiquity, you'll know that's Alexander the Great, which might give this away. And then there's a minus sign. Baby Zander. So the minus is Alexander Zander. I can see somebody nodding their head there. You got this, didn't you? Uh, yeah, some people got that. They got baby Zander. All right, well good. done. Very good. No, that's that's. And then the last arrow? one, oh, no, what are we seeing under. here? Uh, there's an arrow pointing down. Yeah. And there is a forest. 
or is it a wood? Two sets of wood, woods, underwoods. Ah. Ah. Everybody's going, ah, oh, I see everybody's heads <laughs> lolling to one side there. That was underwoods. Okay, oh. and then we have, let's go on to our Kathy Burt's oh. quiz. Right, so why don't you just oh. give us the answers? What was the name of your stepdaughter? Lucy. Sid's daughter. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Um, where do Kathy and Jamie live? April do you live? Cottage. April Cottage April. is the correct answer. I see heads are nodding. People going, yeah, I got that. Nailed yeah. that one. Got that. And um, number three, who raped Kathy in 2005? Owen King. Who was the chef at Lower Lottie, wasn't he? No, Gay Grables. Gay Grables, sorry. Gay Grables. Yeah. And Sam was the cowman who almost had the affair with Ruth. Who didn't Headley play on the archers (laughs) before landing the role of Kathy? Who didn't? Lady Lavinia. Lady Lavinia in the conservatory with a candlestick. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then the last question. What was Kathy's maiden name? What was Nobody knows. Exactly, nobody, nobody knows. knows. Yeah, she was, was married to Steve Holland, who turned up in Ambridge and created Fuss. Absolutely. I didn't know that nobody knew until today when I was in the research. Yeah. And I thought, hmm, that, 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 that's a that. good question. Great question. Yeah, it's like great Kathy fact. Well, everybody, that's been <laughs> us. We've done an hour. I hope you've been right royally entertained. And I'm going to unmute you all now. So you can all, um, after mm. three, basically say thank you to Headley. Say thank you. Thank you, Headley. Thank you. And give a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for starting it. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you, Rayfield. Yes, thank you, Rayfield. We have, in two weeks' time, we will be back and we will have uh, um, Charlotte Martin, who plays Susan, who will be our guest on our special Zoom chat. So if you've got your questions for Charlotte, who plays Susan, kind of think about them now, get more ferminated, ruminated in your mind so we can get that (laughs) all done and out your system uh, in two weeks' time. Thank you for being part of Dumby Dum, does Zoo. Thank you, Headley. And um, I'm listening intently to my radio as soon as the coronas are over because I want you back on. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care. Have a great evening. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.